Who's that handsome guy? <laughs> <laughs> Hour, you found us. You found us. You downloaded us. Maybe you streamed us. I don't know. I don't know what you're doing. But don't get mad at me because you came to us. God damn it. My name is Darian. My main man, Buddy, is back. Yeah. What's going on, Buddy? <laughs> um, not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. Yeah. What? Yeah. Inconceivable. <laughs> just working your face off as usual. Yeah, I just, assume. Just working. Yeah. That's yeah. Really about it. Uh, getting ready to start up a pool league again. Oh, here we go. Yeah. What's the What's the grand prize on the pool league? Oh, there isn't one. No. No. You get a trophy I mean, at we, least. No. If we make it to playoffs, it's just maybe a couple hundred bucks. Well, that's better. That's better than nothing. Yeah. If If uh, my kid's team wins the flag football Super Bowl, uh-huh. he gets a trophy. Uh, he gets to take his picture with the trophy. Then he has to give the trophy back to the sports dome. Because oh. they only have one trophy. Oh, okay. So that's all you get. <laughs> you get like 10 minutes with the trophy, and then you got to give it back to the guy. The guy. Oh, how lame is You're that? Fucking cheap asses. <laughs> for what I'm paying for a flag football season, you'd think they could cough up a, a goddamn trophy. It's time for some Mission Impossible. Something. Oh, yeah, I'm going to go steal the trophy. That's right. Sorry, Super Bowl champion Bengals. Uh it appears our our Super Bowl uh, trophy has been stolen. <laughs> That's ridiculous, man. Cheap asses. Uh, How about you? What's going on? Not a fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad that our meat hook last week was horror-themed songs. Mm-hmm. Because I am parceling out my time in the ice tank. But I get in the goddamn ice tank... Dude, in the morning it feels like I'm getting into a vat of acid. It's so fucking cool. <laughs> I'm sure. And I'm out there in my boxer shorts, too. It's like 20 degrees outside just before I even get in the goddamn water. Oh, but wow. I'm, I'm, pars- I'm like working my way up. I, I make myself sit in the fucking ice tank for a full song. I started with, uh, I think it was Afterlife by Five Finger Death Punch. Four minutes and three seconds. Freebird next. I'm not there yet, but I've worked my way up to uh, Burn by The Cure okay. off the Crow soundtrack, uh-huh. six in six minutes, 30 seconds. Ooh. That's where I'm at. I'm not quite at Freebird level. <laughs> I think that's going to have to wait for the summer or something. <laughs> yeah. Dude, some days I get in that and I'm like... Yeah, this fucking hurts so bad. Oh. It's not even It's not even a cold sensation. It's literally like a burning, acidic kind of... I'm oh, dissolving. Man. I can't imagine. <laughs> yeah, it's it's rough, dude. Hmm. Anyway, uh, yeah, I worked my way up to the crow, so I got wow. that going for me. Oh, very cool. Uh, we got a regular horror show to get into here, buddy. We got listener mail, horror news, a movie or two to talk about. How about some horror news there, fella? Hell yeah. 
<laughs> Horror news. What do you got there, <clears throat> fella? All right, I got five new horror movies releasing this week. Okay. That's right. This week is notable for bringing two recent big screen releases into our homes. Ready? I'm ready. Jennifer's Body and the other Oscar-nominated genre favorite, less than one month after being released in theaters, Lisa Frankenstein. It's, I heard about that. Yeah, it's now available at home. You can you can own or rent the film on digital starting today. Not getting the best reviews. No. Not that that means anything. Maybe that's why I came to video so fast. Probably going to have a good chance to have something to do with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nominated for 11 Oscars, including Best Motion Picture, Poor Things was also released at home for digital purchase and rental today. That one has got pretty good reviews. Yeah? Yeah. Um, they also say the you can expect the Blu-ray to release on March 12th. Okay. Very cool. A throwback to the slasher movies of the past, Camp Pleasant Lake was released by Desktop Entertainment in select theaters and VOD beginning today. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. And inspired by the classic Mary Shelley novel Frankenstein's Legacy. Yeah, Frankenstein's Legacy. It's a Victorian-era tale, horror tale, about the consequence of Dr. Victor Frankenstein medical journals falling into the wrong hands. So that was released today, available on VOD outlets. That sounds interesting. Yeah. I'm always interested in another Frankenstein situation. Right? Yeah, yeah. Me, yeah, me too. And family isn't all that it's cracked up to be in Amelia's Children, which is a supernatural horror film um, that will be released later this week. Okay. And Magnet will release the horror movie in theaters and on VOD Friday, March 1st. All right. That's all I got. What do you got? Oh, I got a few things here. Are you ready? Speaking of The Crow. Yeah. Are you ready? For the big crow reboot that they've been tickling our penises with for the last eight and a half years? Not really. But what? I'll, I'll check it out. How, what? What do you mean, not really? Well, because of the way the last ones went, it's like, okay, now they're going to do a reboot. Let's see how this goes. Okay, well, none of them ever happened. <laughs> I mean, Jason Momoa was going to do it once. Uh, who else? Tom Hiddleston was going to do it once. Mm-hmm. Now, Bill Skarsgård releasing, oh. releasing this June, my friend. Really? Yes. Yeah, I like Bill Skarsgård. I think he'll do pretty good. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for it. It's just going to piss me off. I don't know. I, I, I shouldn't get my boner too, too lubed up just yet, right? Yeah, it's, Cause not, it's not Brandon Lee. It's not. And I mean, what you, need, what you need for a Crow reboot is you need that Gotham City vibe. Yeah. And if they try to update that somehow or make it all about, you know, marginalized communities or some horse shit mm-hmm. that's really gonna piss me off right so I'm, i don't know i've got high hopes i hope i'm not setting myself up for failure that's what i'm worried about i don't know if i want to be hurt again buddy yeah. i don't know if i'm ready to love another crow mm-hmm. all right i'll still check it out though oh uh, yeah I'll wait i don't know i gotta see what it looks like <laughs> uh have you seen a movie called x yes have you seen the prequel uh pearl pearl yes maxine the uh, the next installment is coming out later this year. Okay, so that's going to be a part two, I guess. It will be a part two, yes. Yeah, all right. Ty West is now uh, teasing a fourth installment oh. to the porno horror franchise. Okay. So I'm, I'm excited. I yeah, loved, they're good movies. Yeah, I loved uh, X. Uh, mm-hmm. Pearl, I didn't really feel like it was eh. much of a horror movie. It's more like a 
crime thriller yeah. situation. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah. it's a it's a storied franchise. Very cool. I'm excited. I still, still got to see Maxine. Yeah, Let's see what that's all about. Hmm. Uh, Paranormal Activity video game. Yes, releasing 2026. Okay, it's got some codes. It's the something attached to it called the Haunt Engine. Okay. I don't know what that means. I don't know. I guess you get to play as the ghost and you get to fuck with people. Like, I would assume. Oh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Mm. I don't know how that's going to work. Uh, speaking of video games, have you ever played an Oculus Quest, the VR headset? Yes. It's pretty trippy, dude. Yeah. It'll, it'll blow you right up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zombie Army is releasing, too. Whoa. Have you ever played the Zombie Army games? Yeah. Those... Are serious. Uh-huh. It's all World War II era right. Nazi zombies, and it's just a swarm of them running right at your face, mm-hmm. and you got to find a way to maneuver your little guy around it, except oh, wow. now they're literally, literally going to be running right at your face. <laughs> yeah. Ah, buddy. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. I'm into it. I'm, I'm going to have to get it just to check it out. Mm-hmm. I got like 30 games for that stupid headset. Wow. I, I play two. I do my workout game, and... Uh, Every now and then I do my shooting gallery game. Okay. But every time like another game comes out like a with a fucking skull on it or something. Woohoo. Oh, I, I got I got the Blair Witch game. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I can play that for about three and a half minutes before I get nauseous. Oh, and wow. then yeah, it's it's a whole thing, dude. Hmm. Nice. All right, that's all we got on the horror news there, muchacho. All right. How about some listener mail? Oh yeah. Let's see if this fucking thing is gonna work now. Probably not. Hey yo, we got it. Listener mail. Yes, sir. Uh, let's kick things off down in Sydney, Australia. Here comes our main man, Tim. Hey, Tim. From the Dummies of Horror, eh? Yeah. Subject line, woo! <laughs> That's right. It's your champion walking in. Rawhead Rex did it, baby. Thank you to all for voting for for me, guy. I appreciate you all. Except you, Darian. You left my wife in tears. What? Oh. It's it's been a week and still no dick pics. I am sorry. I'm not done photoshopping it yet. There, Tim. I've got a. I like to do like a foggy background and make it look mysterious. That's right. It'll eventually turn into tears of joy. <laughs> That's right. Probably laughter. Yeah, laughter. Yeah. <laughs> look at this fucking thing. Uh, still no dick pics. We expect some shortly. No pun intended. Uh, so, Meat Hook. Three worst franchises. Uh, number three, the Conjuring franchise. I enjoy the first two Conjuring films, but the third and the spinoff suck. Uh, I I rather enjoyed the third one with the uh, was it the Devil made me do it or something like that. Oh yeah, the Devil told me to. It's the first one that had like an actual living adversary, right? That, that witch lady. Mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, number two, the Exorcist. Only the original and the third are good. I would I would agree with that, Tim. Um, but I would say that they are strong enough to kind of overlook the shittier ones. Yeah, Exorcist Believer was really fucking bad, though. Yeah, I don't know. I may have to reassess that. All right, uh, number one, Jeepers Creepers. I like one and two, but three and four really drop the ball. That's it for me. Much love to you all, hmm. team. Thanks, uh, Tim. He's not inaccurate about that. Those two, those Jeepers Creepers, three and. F- 
I guess the the fourth one is technically a reboot because they tried to restart it. Right. It was trash. It was. It was. I, I would say three is better than four if I had to pick one to watch. Mm-hmm. Not much, but still better. Fourth one really pissed me off. All right, enough about that. Thanks for writing in, Tim. Thanks, Tim. Uh oh. Here comes a blast from the past. Ooh. From right here in Reno, Nevada. It's the Cowboy. Hey, Cowboy. Cowboy in the house, buddy. What's up, man? Subject line. <laughs> still listening. All right. Evening, guys. Hope everyone is well. I'm still listening every week, but sorry I haven't been writing in. Had a lot going on with my dad. Sadly, he passed last Tuesday morning. Oh, I'm sorry oh, to hear sorry that. Sorry to hear that. Uh, cowboy. Mm. My dad passed away. I think your dad passed away, too, didn't he? Yeah. Since we're on 99. the... 99? Since we're... Yeah, 2009 for me. Wow. Since we're on the topic of dead dads, I don't know if that made you feel better at all or <laughs> not. Hey, hey, welcome to the club. Yeah, there, join the club. Yeah. <laughs> Mm. Uh, Tuesday morning holidays sucked with the added stress mentally and financially but glad they're over for now I haven't been able to keep up on movies as I had to cancel most of the extra subscriptions but I do try to catch what I can when I have time anyway just wanted to pop in and let you know I was still listening and enjoying the show every week hope you all have a safe and good week cowboy right on cowboy right on cowboy you just keep on keeping on amigo we'll be right here with you and that is all we have on the emails. I believe we have a voicemail or two. All right. Well, buddy, I say we start things off with our main man in Alabama. Here comes Alan. Hey, Alan. Freebird! Woo! Freebird! room, what's up? What's uh, up, Alan? Let's see. Meat Hook. Three franchises I hate. Yeah, let's hear it. No. God damn it. Gummy Jeepers Creepers. Fucking pedo movie. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get that. Two, as much as I like the first one, they really kind of drop off. Pumpkinhead. Mm-hmm. And number three, shit, I don't know, Wishmaster, because like the first one's good, and then <laughs> the second one's not so bad, then you get to the third and fourth one, and sci-fi originals. It mm-hmm. eats a big old pile of dicks. Yes, anyway, sir. Mr. Darian, are you solo? Speaking of piles of dicks and eating <laughs> shit and all that <laughs> yeah. good stuff. <laughs> yes. That movie's boring as Fuck. It is rather Hope everybody's silly. doing good. Talk to y'all later. Bye. Right on. Hope you're doing well, too, there, Alan. I am, in fact, solo. 120 Days of Gamora. Have you ever seen that one, buddy? No. It's touted by many to be one of the most brutal films in, in film history. Ooh. I, w- I wouldn't go that far. <clears throat> oh, okay. I, I thought it was actually rather humorous. Um, just the weird, the silly shit that they do. So uh, it's about this group of Nazis... It's towards the end of World War II. Mm-hmm. Uh, they know the uh, the Allied forces are closing in on them. So they just round up a bunch of college-age kids and force them into this compound. Mm-hmm. And for like a month and a half, they make them do, just do the weirdest fucking shit ever. Like, uh, they make, they, one guy gets really pissed off at one of the girls, so he, dro- <laughs> he, he drops trow and pin- pinches a loaf on the floor <laughs> and then makes her eat it with a spoon. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's so gross. It's gross, but it's like, the, and that's like an eight-minute scene right there, buddy. Oh, really? Because he's so pissed off, and he's like, I demanded respect. And then you get like three minutes of him literally squatting with his pants <gasps> around his ankles, like mean-mugging the girl while he's doing this. Unbelievable. Oh, it's stupid. Uh, what else here? Pumpkinhead, I agree. Uh, yeah. That, that's, there's so much potential there. Have you ever seen part two, Pumpkinhead 2? Yeah. 
It has nothing to do with anything. Has, it's about a kid that got put in a well. Yep. What the? What is that? They try to tell me that's Pumpkinhead. He turns into Pumpkinhead. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> All right. I said good day, sir. <laughs> I said good day. Uh, let's see who else we got here. Here comes the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Tom Hardy. Hey, Tom. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Padded room. How's my favorite degenerates this week? What's up, big baby? I do hope everyone is doing well. Hey, I'm okay. Let me get in real quick there. Uh, uh, what do we got on the educating department? You got this me. Is fucking embarrassing. What? I don't know Funhouse, but I know Sallow. <laughs> I'm ashamed of myself. Oh, uh, you're fine. Fuck. Uh, yeah, I believe that's uh, Sallow. Yep, you got me. I should know that. Uh, wow, it's fucked up poop there, no doubt. <laughs> anyway, um, on to the what are you looking at department. What you got? I wasn't able to catch like some good flicks okay. last week, so I decided I wanted to just rewatch something that I knew was going to be good and that I was going to enjoy. So. Okay. Sat down for a good hour and a half of witch trap, you know, oh, good oh. shit right there. Currently, uh, currently on Tubi there. Yeah, I guess yeah. it's uh, awaiting its Shout Factory release. I'm sure it's coming any Criterion any day, collection, man. whatever the fuck absolutely do with that thing. But uh, Steelbook, you've box heard set. us talk about this piece of shit for long enough, man. If you haven't seen it, get on to Tubi, check it out. It's not bad uh, on the. Uh, I mean, it's uh, bad, but uh, the fucking franchises that we hate yeah what do you think man i i think i'm gonna take some hate on this one here but there are some franchises that i you know what let me just get this out of the way you know the third one huh is gonna be fucking sleepaway camp okay yeah um, i get that yeah. for myself the third the third sleepaway camp the teenage wasteland yeah yeah that was the best of the the, the fucking sleepaway camp flicks I know everybody uh, talks about the first and how it's a classic. And I that. mean, man, it is sure. It it's is what it twist, is, but it's slow as fuck, man. It's and true. I don't know. I just can't <laughs> believe that actually produced a franchise. Um, <laughs> I get it. People remember the second one and really enjoying it. Go watch it again. I, it, it's, Go watch it again. I don't think you really fucking enjoyed it. I well, that's some bad shit there. It um, wasn't bad. Yeah, the sleepaway camp. Uh, number two, mm. the most hated franchise, have to be uh, Children of the Corn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I saw that flick uh, when I was little, and it freaked me the fuck out. Me too. Wow, yep. it's fucking crazy. Yeah. And uh, then you see the other ones, and yeah, that's bad. It goes bad off the rails. Right there. Yeah, it does. Then I saw the Children of the Corn, I don't know, maybe, maybe 10, 15 years ago. The and remake? Like, ah, not really that fucking creepy or scary oh, or anything like that and then i saw it i don't know a couple years ago and i'm like i don't even know if it's a great flick you know <laughs> i remember it being great but i think it was just the time when i saw it or something yeah <laughs> yeah still and then it. uh the most hated <laughs> I fucking franchise and i know um I know Darian's probably going to fucking oh it's not a franchise that's it okay oh, there you go <laughs> GP, motherfucker. <laughs> Serves you right. I hung up, no, I hung up on him. I fucking hung up on him. It was the stats. other way around. <laughs> he called back, son of a bitch. G motherfucker. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. I was just saying, man. You know, I fucking mm. the, the original one, it's, it's not that great anyway. Yeah. You know, and I, I guess the remake is a little bit better. There's or, been a couple now. I don't know, man. The whole fucking thing is just 
a big piece of shit. And I know it's like because it went into uh, public domain that it, anybody can just smack Amityville. Oh, he's talking about Amityville now. On oh. a franchise or on a flick. Okay. It suddenly becomes part of them. But even no. if you're just stuck with like the original, what is it, six or five, whatever the fuck. It's I don't still need it. Yeah. a bunch of pieces of fucking shit, man. I don't need it. Halfway between the uh, fucking like real movies and made for TV shit, man. Yeah. That's some bullshit right there. Anyway, that's all I got. Hope all is well. Love you like family. And no, it's not my thing, but I still want to get in on it. Freebird! Freebird! <laughs> Very cool. Thanks for calling in, Tom Hardy. I, 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 <laughs> I actually started watching Amityville in Space the other night. The hell? Yeah, they, what, what they do is they, the, too many people have died in the Amityville house. So federal agencies have blocked it off, and they blasted the whole house right up into space. <laughs> and that's that's where I, I started it. I got a good maybe eighteen minutes into it. Wow! And then uh, the Benadryl kicked in, and I was out like a light. Huh. Okay. I was like, "This will be something to talk about on the show. I can I can endure." Uh... <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that's man. Funny. They just they just slapped the Amityville tag on anything. Amityville oh, yeah. Shark. Uh, Amityville Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Uh, fuck off, is what I say. Uh, Alan called back. Let's see if he uh, what else he's got on his mind. Oh, padded room. What's up? What's I up, forgot. Dude? I'm gonna tell y'all hmm. how I came to get a nail file to my teeth. So oh, me and one of my friends, hear. we were nine or ten, I forget, and spent the night over at his house. We were playing the Ninja Turtles game on Nintendo. Okay. We got pissed at each other, got fighting. Um, you know, we just, I mean, we weren't like, we were like swing, punching, kicking. Um, I started trying to choke him with the Nintendo cord. That ripped. <laughs> then we got out into the hallway. He had butted me in the nose. My nose started bleeding. Oh, yeah. I got him knocked back down, and that's when he got... The nail file and started working on my teeth. Ah. Uh, like I said, there was blood all over the hallway because I ended up both of us bleeding. His mom was so pissed and the Nintendo controller was broken. Yeah. Um, but I didn't get sent home. It was basically like, y'all clean it up. And, you know, once she calmed down, nobody was really hurt. And that was, that's the story of how I got a file on my tooth. <laughs> okay. Talk to y'all later. Jeez. Bye. <laughs> Like backyard wrestling. That uh, <laughs> that started off with Ninja Turtles and quick, very quickly escalated into the Purge. Very well done, Alan. Wow. I uh, hope you got your teeth fixed, amigo. Yeah, no kidding. God. Uh, let's get over to Anderson, Indiana. Coop Newcomb in the house. Yeah. Hey, guys. I hope I got this one in on time. You did, uh, yeah. Don't really know why I hope I got it in on time because I... For the meat hook, uh, you you had the uh, worst franchise or the most hated franchise. Yes. So I had to um, consult with Alan oh and remember what Darian's rule is of a franchise. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Dude, what? man, I'll tell you what, I, I really had a hard time finding one that I just I hate the whole franchise. Okay. I feel like every franchise. Most of them have at least one, you know, first one I really like of hope. Uh-huh. Uh, for the most part. And then, you know, second one generally is okay. And then, and then they just start to 
taper off or some tank real fast. Yeah. Um, you know, so I get it. man, I really couldn't pick one okay. for the night. So, uh, I've got nothing. I suck. You anyway, do. Guys have a good night. Right Bye. on. Well, thanks for calling and yeah. let us know, letting us know that you suck, Coop. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for calling anyway, dude. That is all we have on the listener mail all there, right. buddy. You got anything for Alan Cooper, Tom Hardy, Tim, or the Cowboy? Thanks, everybody, for calling and writing in. You guys are awesome. You knew that already, though. Oh, yeah. I guess it's time to get into a movie there, Hot Dogger. Mm-hmm. Orion Pictures presents... Wolfen. For centuries, they have been hiding in the rubble of your cities. The concealed threat. The invisible terror. Chris! They can sense the rhythm of your blood. Hear clouds pass overhead. See where you are blind. A force so deadly... It will tear the screen from your throat. Wherever you are, they are. Somewhere in the world, every other day, a corporate executive is assassinated. Team her up with Wilson. There's not a trace, not a speck of metal. Nothing softer could have ripped and ravaged like this. Is it an animal? Well, it ain't human. Do you realize how many people disappear without a trace? Something out there might be eating people. Did you hear that? Yeah! Yeah! What do you think it was? You were being lured. We were being separated. By what? The carnivore. You got yourself some kind of meat eater. Meat eater. Meat eater. Meat eater. Meat eater. Meat eater. It is Wolfen, buddy. This one got 6.3 stars on IMDb. Hmm. 1981, it's got an R rating. Directed by Michael Wadley. Wadley, uh, Written by Whitley Strieber. Stars Albert Finney, Diane Vernora, and Edward James Olmos. Oh, I don't know that this is actually a werewolf movie, now that I think about it. I don't think... It's kind of implied that they are werewolves, but it does not actually seem like they are. Mm-mm. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. We'll leave this up to in creative interpretation, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so we start off in New York City, buddy. New York City. Get a rope. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever happened to those commercials? I know, right? Um, South Bronx, to be exact. Mm-hmm. Uh, circa 1981 was just a urban wasteland. Yeah. A um, lot of uh, like Civil War era buildings still standing around that time, but that was mm-hmm. when the big renewal project started, right? And they started finally tearing some of that shit down. Mm-hmm. Uh, in retrospect, I'm kind of wishing that they had just refurbed it because those, you know, the history behind those buildings right. is still there. But a lot of them were in 
grave states of disrepair, oh, yeah. uh, condemned properties, things like that. Mm-hmm. But this was also during uh, the rise of crack cocaine. Yeah. So that made the perfect place for these crack houses to pop up. Mm-hmm. Imagine, you know, there's probably some still there. I don't Probably. Know. Who knows? Uh, yeah, who knows? But uh, that's that's where we're at. We, we actually start off on top of the Brooklyn Bridge where we're going to spot Edward James Omos. Do you think he ever had – did he just come out of the womb and get shot in the face with some rock salt? <laughs> like he got sprayed. What the hell happened to his face? Man, it's I a crater. I, I, yes, obviously. <laughs> but like if my face looked like that, uh, I look good working uh, as a computer engineer. I am not going to try my hand at acting – Unless I'm looking for specifically burn victim roles, yeah, that's I don't know, man. <laughs> uh, apparently, it, it worked out for him. But yeah. anyway, uh, for the purposes of this film, we're going to assume that he's Native American, right. of Mexican. Um, he's up on top of the Golden or the uh, Brooklyn Bridge, and he's <laughs> like spinning around a rock thingy. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. It's like a sling, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so that's pretty cool. And then from there, we go to the, the big demo project there in the South Bronx where they're tearing down all these buildings. Mm-hmm. Um, it's urban decay, dude. Right in the middle of the South Bronx is a old uh, Catholic cathedral that's yeah. also being demoed. Looks like it's uh, caught on fire at least half a dozen times because mm-hmm. really it's just the tower, um, the steps going into the main uh, church, like a b- very rusted burned out shell of a building and that's about it really mm-hmm. um so as the demo's going on we're going to cut to predator vision buddy yeah. but not quite predator vision poorly it's like a vision. weird kind of there's like a lot of purples yeah for some reason and i think what we're it, clearly what they're trying to show us this is the uh, point of view of the the wolf, right? So there's wolves in the South Bronx. They call it heat vision, but it's like that was uh, not heat. No, vision. not really. I mean, Predator at least looks vaguely like thermal vision, right? Because you could see like heat signatures. This is more like psychedelic vision. Mm-hmm. Very trippy. Whatever, it's kind of cool. And anyway, we see the from this uh, Predator vision, we see like a. Uh, a very low point of view as if to show us through the eyes of the wolf as it's running around through the, the decay of the South Bronx. Excellent. Now we're going to cut to that night. Uh, we've got a limo uh, cruising through the South Bronx. There is a whole side story going on here that never got buttoned up. No. And it was very interesting. I think I'm going to read the book because I want to know what was really going on here. Right. Anyway, in this limo, we have Chris Vande- Vandermeer. Yeah. And his wife, Pamela. Mm-hmm. And they are the Elon Musk and his wife of uh, New York in 1981. Yeah, buddy. Real estate developers. And yeah. they've got, uh, they got some things going on. Very rich, very powerful, cruising around. They decide they want to go to a, I think they called it like the, the birthplace or something like that. They mm-hmm. had a weird name for it. Uh, it's a park. It's, it's like a, a little sitting area right out, outside of Battery Park mm-hmm. is what it boils down to. So they go there, and they get out, and uh, their limo driver is there. He's a, he's a big guy. And we immediately cut back to Predator Vision, and, uh, you know, they're, they're playing grab ass and, you know, chasing each other around. They did a little bit of cocaine mm-hmm. in the limo, yeah. as they should have That's right. in 1981. <laughs> yeah. Yes, let's get it. Uh, they get out, they're playing grab ass, chasing each other around. Predator vision kicks in. Uh, 
first the limo driver gets uh, kind of separated and then whatever it is like attacks him and rips his hand off as he was reaching for his gun and tears his throat open mm-hmm. uh and then uh it goes after Craig. basically it kills all three of them yeah very cool very predator style cat and mouse game going on mm-hmm. um okay that's that's good i guess so it's some kind of a werewolf or a wolf or something some kind right. of feral thing uh now we cut to the next day after the bodies are found this is this is something um, we don't see anymore, and it's it's kind of weird. But <laughs> yeah. you have to remember the story <clears throat> takes place in 1981. So we have a cop, a uh, guy by the name of uh, Dewey Wilson, <laughs> detective, stud detective, I guess. But mm-hmm. for whatever reason, is presently suspended from the force. Yeah, uh, he doesn't seem to mind. He actually seems to be enjoying his time off. Mm-hmm. Um, goes to the grocery store, gets his groceries. As he's leaving, uh, the grocery store guy says, hey, the the captain's looking for you. So the captain knows to call the grocery store that he goes to. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, this is before cell phone, so mm-hmm. all right. So Dewey's like, ah, shit. So he goes outside, uses a payphone, and calls the captain. And he's like, hey, what are you, what's your problem? And he's like, I got three bodies down in Battery Park. You need to get over here. And he's like, how am I going to do that? He says, Fly. Now, I don't know where the helicopter came from or how Dewey managed to get himself on the helicopter, Mm -hmm. but him and his bag of groceries boarded a helicopter to Battery Park. I know. I was wondering how long he was going to carry the groceries around. Because there's like a good hour of this movie where he's got that sack of groceries Mm -hmm. and he's just walking around solving cases with his bag of groceries. Yeah. Go home. Right. Put them in the fridge. That shit's going to go bad. <laughs> yeah. Leave the groceries on the helicopter. It's something. Have somebody run them back to your place. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> anyway, somehow manages to commandeer a uh, uh, helicopter. Gets to Battery Park. Gets to the crime scene. Uh, we're going to meet Dewey's friend, a guy by the name of Whittington, played by Gregory Hines. Now, Whittington wasn't a cop. I want to say he might have worked for the coroner's office or he might have been part of a CSI type of thing. He had access to all the cop files and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So anyway, uh, Gregory Hines, circa 1981. I know. That was crazy. Beautiful afro on him. And (laughs) the earring. He looked like he jumped right out of a... uh, American Bandstand <laughs> yeah. uh, special. <laughs> I saw him, I'm like, what, is he going to dance in this show? He fucking better. <laughs> Goddamn better. I want to see yeah. some tap dancing. That's right. Uh, anyway, he plays the coroner, uh, I guess. Um, he gets there. He knows Dewey. Hey, how's it going? It's good. Look at these dead guys. Oh, shit. It's the Vandermeers. We got a real problem. Now the mayor is coming through because he needs he needs this crime solved immediately. Um, so... Dewey's like, all right, well, let's fi- first off, let's get an autopsy going. That's where Whittington comes in. And then we'll start talking to uh, other people. Now, apparently, in New York, the NYPD has, like, a war room situation. Yeah. So, it, it, I don't know. I don't know anything about police procedures, especially NYPD in 1981. Right. But it's very strange that... the. It, it is literally a war room. There's, like, TVs all over the place, a bunch of cops, like, monitoring phones, mm-hmm. uh, working on computers. It's very dark in there. And then, of course, Dewey and the, the captain and the uh, commissioner come in, and they're like, okay, here's what we got. We got to look over here and check this out and check all this stuff out. 
So they start running down the leads while Whittington is working on the autopsy. Uh, the first lead takes them to a terrorist faction, buddy. Right. A group of eco-terrorists. <laughs> Woo! We're going international on the Vandermeers. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense, I guess. I don't know where the connection would be, but uh, a group calling themselves the Red Faction. Red Faction. There's and a video game called Red Faction. There is. Back the uh, they operate out of, um, I guess, Germany, and they have uh, little sleeper cells everywhere. So we round one of them up, bring them in for questioning, and from what they say, okay, so apparently they have like a room, or at least they did in 1981, mm-hmm. uh, like the entire room is one giant lie detector, somehow. The temperature readings, um, voice modulation things, all kinds of weird shit. Yeah. It's like they're trying to go for futuristic in a way. Yeah. Like, this is a futuristic that's, 81. That's that's always <laughs> the funniest to me. Like, yeah. when, you know. We, the, we have all this technology. In the year 1999. <laughs> yeah. 1999, we still had pay phones. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, what are those? <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, they, they bring her in. They question her. Uh, she kind of half-ass tries to take credit for the Vandermeer slangs. But they're like, no, you shit, you're lying. You don't know anything. So they let her go. Uh, but now because this terror terrorist angle is being uh, kind of explored, we have to bring in an anti-terrorist expert. And this is where, naturally, the token hot chick shows up. Yeah. Uh, Becky Voss is the name of the character. Mm-hmm. Um, she works for some government anti-terrorist agency, yeah. and she is now being paired with uh, Louis or Dewey Wilson as his partner in this investigation. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is way too young, and he is way too old. Right. But they are going to have sex. Yeah. And I do not understand for the life of me no. why or how or what purpose that served. I have no idea. I was, right. like, I was like, no way. He could be her grandfather. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but... She probably made a lot of money on that scene. <laughs> I don't think it was actually her in the sex scene. You don't think so? No, because when we get to... The, it's a 1981 sex montage, which is like uh, a bra being unsnapped, cut to like a, a shirt coming off, but from behind. You know, there's no nudity in this. Right. Uh, and then like... Somebody laying on top of somebody else, and then them like rolling over the other way, you know. So it's yeah. I'm hoping they use stunt bodies. For oh that my body. gosh! We'll get to that in a second. It's very. I I knew it. I knew that was going to happen. Uh, anyway, they're working together. They're running down leads. They go to uh, Whittington's uh, lab where we get the autopsy results. Um, he says, "Hey, it was an animal attack, of some kind." Right. Uh, I don't know what kind because these teeth are way too big to be like a uh, stray dog or anything. Um, and we got a bunch of hair. I can't figure out what the, where the hair came from. It's not from a dog. Uh, so I don't know. So their next move is to go down to the uh, the Bronx Zoo and talk to the canine expert there. Yeah. guy by the name of Professor Ferguson. That makes sense. Fergie, as he's called. Tom. I know Fergie. Yeah, I would hate that. Uh, played by Tom Noonan. You recognize this dude? Yeah. Last action hero. Yes. Uh, the main bad guy in it. Yes. Uh, the fucking House of the Devil. Um, he was in the roost for about six minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, he's, he's got some horror some horror cred. Uh, 
Uh, anyway, he's like, oh, yeah, this is uh, – this is what did he say? Canine lingus or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> he's got like the Latin name for it. He's like, it's a fucking wolf. It came out of a wolf, man. <laughs> Canalingus. Can- it's definitely Canalingus. <laughs> so hot. Um, he's like, yeah, but uh, you know, there's like 850 different subspecies of wolves. You got your timber wolves, your Arctic wolves, dire wolves. I can't place the hair on these. There's some other new kind of wolf, maybe, but it, there's no way it would. This wolf would be here in, in the city. Because you know it's a city and wolves like the forest, so mm-hmm. there's no there's no way. But he's all hot and bothered by it. He's oh like, yeah. Oh, I gotta find it. I gotta I know what's going on. All right. So while that's going on, uh, they decide to run down some other. The, the, the terrorist angle is kind of a dead end. Yeah. So they decide to run down some other leads that they might have, um, possible like Native American groups. Yeah. Uh, there's like a uh, not necessary. There's like a not a gang per se, but there's like a club. Uh, there's like a bar. Oh, there was a Native American bar where all the local natives like seem to hang out, and naturally, some of those dudes are uh, a bit on the unscrupulous side. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we go down there. Now we're looking for one guy in particular. It's Edward James almost. He plays a guy by the name of uh, Eddie Holt. And he's got a little bit of a, a record, mm-hmm. so like, well, let's go talk to Eddie. He's a bit of a loser and a low life, right? So uh, they go to the bar trying to trying to find Eddie. Turns out he works for some kind of an iron company refurbishing the bridge bridges. Yeah. So that explains why he was standing on top of the the Brooklyn Bridge at the beginning, right? So uh, they go down to the bridge where he's working. They go up. He has to Wilson has to go up there and like clamp himself in. He's terrified of heights. Oh people. yeah. Um, he gets up there and he starts talking to uh, Holt and he's like, "Hey man, uh, what have you been up to?" And he's like, "Nothing, man. I'm I'm staying clean. I, you know, I drink a little bit, but I'm not doing anything bad." And he's like, "Okay, well, what do you know about the the Vandermeer killings?" He's like, "Oh, I, I you know, I'm still in good shape. I can shape shift and stuff, but uh, he's like, <laughs> what? You know, like, yeah, just you know, jump off this bridge, I turn into an eagle, and fly away. You can do it too if you want to." He's like, I know, it's so weird. No. But then he, like, walks around the other side of the bridge and kind of vanishes for a second. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, we're, we're keeping our left foot in reality. So Wilson is like, okay, you fucker. But he's terrified of heights, so he just goes down and kind yeah. of le- leaves it at that. Uh, but he is kind of intrigued at this new shape-shifting angle. <laughs> like, maybe this guy's some kind of a nutsack. Mm-hmm. So uh, he decides that night he's going to follow Holt. And I'm not just sure what the fuck happened here, buddy, but it was a little wacky. And I saw a lot more penis than I wanted to see. <laughs> I know. He's all putting on a show. I, was that what he was doing? Yeah. So, okay. So, you know how the two Indians like went off one way and then he went solo? Yeah. Um, they gave him something to put, put under in his mouth. Yeah, yeah. So he'd foam out the mouth. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. He okay. knew he was being followed. So this was an entire show just for that, for, for that guy. Okay. I, I'm happy to act a fool. I'm going to do it with my, I'm going to at least keep my trousers on. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So just like uh just like Buddy said, uh he's following Holt around. He's not being very conspicuous, clearly. Um him and Holt and his Indian buddy stop and what the old guy puts something in his mouth and then Holt walks off by himself and uh Dewey follows him to the shores of the Hudson where <laughs> he <laughs> takes off all of his clothes and acts a damn fool 
like running up and down the, the beach and howling like an idiot. Yeah, he was supposed to act like he was turning into a wolf. That was the whole... I well, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's got, uh, I think he had Dewey fooled for a second. Yeah. Dewey's like, get the fuck out of here. And then Holt starts kind of like chasing and dancing after him in a weird way. I know. <laughs> and then finally he's like, hey, you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Spit out his thing that Spit was his in his lip. Yeah. He's like, uh, don't believe everything you hear, you moron. <laughs> yeah. puts, I assume he puts his clothes on and walks away. I would hope so. <laughs> What was the point of that exactly? <laughs> I don't know. It's like who is the bigger fool on yeah, that one? <laughs> I th- I th- you're naked <laughs> with foam coming out of your mouth, and, and then you're stupid for believing that I was turning into a wolf. You're the one <laughs> laughing at me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Just for that, I'm running off with your pants. Mm-hmm. Have fun catching a taxi with that. <laughs> I know. All right. So that's uh, that's interesting. Uh, now we're going to cut back to the, uh, the, the big demolition project where all the buildings are being torn down. The church is still standing. They're slowly tearing down the, uh, the surrounding buildings, which appear to be four to five story tenement houses that are all abandoned and condemned. Uh, as that's happening, see, now this is the part that I don't get. So they go back to, uh, the battery park where they found the dead bodies Mm -hmm. and there's like a bunch of weird, like devil and wolf imagery right. going on and they find the severed hand of the um the limo driver mm-hmm. and he had like a pentagram ring on right so they're pointing us to some weird cabal of something some type of cult cult maybe yeah and then one of the crackheads find like before the cops got to the bodies took a necklace off of vandermeer mm-hmm. it was like a pentagram with an eyeball in it right so there was. We're never going to get to the bottom of that. No, that's we're just going to. It's fun and interesting, I guess. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the crackhead with the necklace takes it to another crackhead and gives it to him for two weird black pills, which I assume was some other kind of fun drug. Uh, he's like, "Yeah, give me, give me some." Give me. So he gives him the necklace. He gives him the pills. He takes the pills and then starts walking off into the condemned buildings again. Mm-hmm. Predator vision. <laughs> And uh, this thing, like, chases him around. He's all spun out on drugs, so he doesn't know what the fuck is going on. Yeah. And then uh, it kills him. It rips his throat out and right. leaves his body there in the wreckage of the uh, the jacked-off buildings. So the next day, the construction resumes and immediately has to stop because they find the dead body. It looked to me like they found four or five dead bodies. I know. Because that first dead body didn't look anything like the crackhead that we just saw. Uh-uh. And then there's like a random hand sticking out here <laughs> yeah. and a foot over there. We got all kinds of dead folks. Mm-hmm. So construction or demolition, more to the point, has come screeching to a halt on this project until all these dead guys get the fuck out of here so we can get back to work, buddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, that's interesting. So now, um, what's his name? Dewey is like, okay, there's got to be something to this. So the Indians basically made asses out of themselves. That was fun, but didn't really get me anywhere. <laughs> I know. Let me go back up to the old Vandermeer office and see if maybe I can spot something in his office, see what's going on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get up there and we find out that what's happening is – uh, the Vandermeers have purchased that entire neighborhood in the South Bronx. Right. They're the ones financing all the demolition. Mm-hmm. And he's got one of those um, those really cool uh, fucking scale models of the big high-rise buildings mm-hmm. that he's going to build where the, that neighborhood is. So, okay, that's that's 
cool. You know, a yeah, little uh, nice. gentrification is good for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the plan. But now we still got to figure out where all the why all these people are getting killed by this random animal. So using like a map of the city and working with uh, Ferguson and Whittington, mm-hmm. he kind of triangulates where these bodies are popping up and like the epicenter of where it is. Right. This is when Ferguson, <clears throat> Tom Noonan, the zoologist, decides he's going to get to the bottom of this on his own. So why, does every, why did everybody in New York in the 80s dress like a homeless person? Did you notice that? Yeah. Like this is a he's a professor of zoology. He's wearing like a, a sweatshirt with the with the arms cut off. Looks <laughs> yeah. like he hasn't showered in a couple of right. days. Was that hot at some point? <laughs> I want to look like I smell like the bottom of a dumpster. Right. That's the look I'm That's, going to cultivate. Mm-hmm. That's yep. going to get me laid. <laughs> right. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> he's like, oh yeah, I'm at the zoo and. Uh, he starts he- hearing howling and like, uh, uh, like, fucking like, paw tracks going on right. outside of his office. Mm-hmm. Now we cut back to Predator Vision. Mm-hmm. Uh, something is outside of uh, Fergie's office, and it's he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna come out there and see you." So he hops on his moped and starts <laughs> tooling around the, the zoo. And then he goes, I think he went into Central Park into one of the the little bridges there. Yeah, and that's where. Predator vision pops out and kills Ferguson. Yeah, it's like he had an idea they were there, so he went to check on it. Yeah, like, oh, God, I'm going to get a werewolf. Yeah, oh, shit, there's more. Oh, <laughs> hey, I, no, I, I'm just wanting to get bit, really. <laughs> yeah. Just bite me and then let me yeah. go. A little then, scratch, you know. Yeah, I just want to say I got bit by a werewolf. <laughs> yeah, something cool, please. I want a story. Yeah, maybe on the on the foot. <laughs> Don't do yeah. any damage, Joe. I still got to walk. That's right. Uh, so now Ferguson's dead, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And uh, now we got to get back to figuring this out. So Whittington and uh, Dewey kind of put it together that like the epicenter of this is the church that in that South Bronx neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So uh, Becky, uh, Voss and Dewey go down there in the daylight to check it out. Um, they start tooling around in the church. She thinks she hears a baby crying. So they're like, she's like, come on, we got to go. We got to go inside and check it out. And he's like, I don't want to go in there. Yeah. Uh, They go inside and Dewey sees, like she's headed up the tower and Dewey sees something. I don't know what he saw because I didn't see it. Yeah, I didn't see anything either. But he like tackles her and they both come tumbling down the stairs. Mm -hmm. How nobody got a broken neck out of that little engagement, I have no idea. And why she didn't kick the shit out of him for doing that afterward, that's a whole other thing. Uh, He's making a move. (laughs) Pretty aggressive. (laughs) I like to woo a young lady by throwing her down three stories upstairs. That's right. Oh, that gets the panties real wet. That's right. Uh, anyways, he's like, what did you see? I don't know, but there was something up there staring at you. I think it was baiting you to come up. Oh, I don't know. So now we got an idea of where whatever it is is coming from. So uh, Dewey is like, okay, the, the fucking Native American guys made fun of me, and that's fine. But they still know something. So he goes to the Native American bar mm-hmm. uh, where he's the only white guy in there, and everybody's giving him the evil eyes as soon as he walks in. And uh, sits down and talks to uh, Holt and the rest of his posse. And they give him some very vague answers. Um, basically, they're like, yeah, there is something there. It's called the Wolfen. It's uh, like a hunter spirit that uh, predates time. And uh, 
when nature wasn't balanced, there was hunters and there was prey. But then people came in and removed the hunting ground. Uh, so now the only prey now they're not hunters; they're more of scavengers, mm-hmm. and they only they kill like crackheads and people that nobody cares about. So now you're fucking up their hunting ground again with all this construction going on, mm-hmm. and they're trying to protect their hunting ground. So um, I think Dewey wasn't really buying it, but uh, the logic was there. Like, yeah, there all these people that are getting killed are mostly crackheads. And uh, the Vandermeers, of course, but they're the ones responsible for fucking up the, all the hunting grounds. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess it does kind of make sense. So now he gets the big idea that we got to kill these fucking things. Him and uh, Whittington go up to the neighboring building's roofs, or like the third or fourth, fourth floor, with sniper rifles uh, at night. Genius. Yeah. And uh, they're waiting for the wolfen to come out of the church. And they're talking to each other on radios, like, from, you know, the opposite yeah, building. Yeah, a little stakeout. Yeah. Except uh, about 10 minutes into the big stakeout, Dewey's like, well, I'm going inside. So he comes out of his sniper nest and goes walking right into the church. Brilliant. Yeah. And in the meantime, Whittington is up on the top floor, has not shut the fuck up. He's, like, telling jokes. And eating potato chips and doing anything he possibly can to give away his position. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, Dewey's in the church. He's like, oh, I'm going to get you in here, you son of a bitch. And then, of course, this is where we actually get to see the wolf uh, pop out from the rafters behind Whittington. And then it kills him, too, unfortunately. Um, So now that we know that these things are, in fact, wolves, are they werewolves? Do you think they're swearwolves? Swearwolves. <laughs> Get out! You're on suspension. <laughs> um, to me, they're just like wolves on, like rabid wolves. Yeah, I guess. But there's like a supernatural element that we'll get into here in a second. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. It's. Uh, I was hoping for a transformation. I, I like where we're going with the movie. Um. I just wish that they were werewolves and not these spirit things or whatever. You know, I mean, yeah. it's just me. Yeah. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> so that's pretty gnarly. Uh, Whittington's dead. Uh, Dewey is all pissed off. He, he can hear Whittington being chewed up via the radio. Mm-hmm. So he goes running out of the church, running up to uh, where Whittington is, finds his dead body, of course, sees the wolf there. He's like, I'm going to shoot. So he starts shooting with his... Apparently, he's got like a semi-auto sniper rifle. <laughs> yeah. Because he's just bang, 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 bang. Mm-hmm. It's not how sniper rifles work, by the way. But that's that's fine. Whatever. Did you see the scopes on those Oh, things? my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Those <laughs> things were like baseball bats, buddy. Yeah, I know. They oh, were huge. Wow. It's like, what is that, an extra Ooh, arm on that's there? That's what it looks like. <laughs> yeah. You could make a movie with that thing. They did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, Whittington's dead. And now, all of a sudden, this is this part is kind of silly, because all of a sudden, he's like, huh, it's going after Becky. So, he goes hauling ass over to Becky's apartment. Mm-hmm. Becky's already up, because she thinks she's, like, hearing sounds inside her apartment. And what we have to assume here is that the wolfen got Becky scent when she tried to go up the stairs. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Wolf scent. I'll buy that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh Dewey gets there first, uh, but Becky thinks it's inside the apartment. So he's like, we got to lock all these doors. And so they lock the doors, they kill the lights, and then they end up having sex. Mm. Yuck. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure at some point Albert Finney was an attractive man. 
I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I can't say for sure, but I can say that circa 1981, he looked an awful lot like my dad. My dad's been dead since 2009. (laughs) I'm the only one that can make that joke, buddy. Um, It's... it's, uh, you know what? So this is the this is one of the problems I have with movies made in this era. They all have to have two people fall in love, yeah, and probably have sex. Mm-hmm. Why? Why is that necessary? I don't know, but don't it know. happened in every single horror movie. Mm-hmm. Young lady who is assigned to the whatever or moves into the whatever meets the uh, the guy who's there and he knows a little bit more about whatever, mm-hmm. and he's going to protect her. And in the end, at some point, they're going to end up uh, sticking it in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's uh, that's how it had to go down. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, they have sex, and uh, the wolfen doesn't attack. Uh, it, I guess that. Wolfen don't like people having sex, so it fucks off for the night. Uh, the next day, they're like, okay, we got to get to the fucking bottom of this. It's got to be have something to do with Vandermeer. That You know, the hunting ground thing, he tells her all about it. It kind of makes sense in a weird folklore kind of a way. So they go back up to Vandermeer's office, and this is when they get the full-on ambush uh, by the Wolfen. Mm-hmm. There's like six or eight of these things. Yeah. They get surrounded. Um I'm not sure what happened here because this didn't make a lot of sense. Uh, the wolf in surround him in Vandermeer's office. It's looking like everybody's going to get killed by the wolf in, but then uh, Dewey smashes the uh, scale replica. Yeah, and then they all all the wolves just kind of disappear. Mm-hmm. I guess that's their way of saying we don't want that built. Okay, <laughs> and then thank you. It's. Oh, well, <laughs> Okay, but just smashing the replica doesn't really do much. No. There's still, you know, property uh, paperwork to file. Uh, people are going to have to get laid off. <laughs> Maybe that was going to be part two. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, yeah, so that's pretty much your movie right there. Yeah. Um, what'd you think? Not my thing. Not your not your jam? No, I gave it like a four. I, I, I liked it. I just wish that we could have seen like a werewolf a werewolf you know i'm not too into the spirit wolf situation if they didn't all disappear like that like they literally like poofed yeah they vanished yeah um i don't i don't know about that part man Uh, that part seemed a little silly i okay so maybe they didn't have the effects budget for a decent werewolf transformation um that's fine you don't have to show it you could just imply it you know Mm -hmm. Instead of having Edward James almost run around like a lunatic uh, with his dick out. I know. I was expecting a transformation. I'm like, oh, no, that was so stupid. It was one hell of a show. <laughs> it was. <laughs> he, he put some cardio into that. Yeah, he did. <laughs> it's not, I say it's not bad. Uh, I love gritty, uh, funky, early 80s New York, the, the wasteland of it. Um, it, this is probably more of a hard, like a hard boiled cop drama than anything yeah. else. Um, yeah, I say I say check it out. Buddy says no. No. All right, fair enough. Let's take us a little break there, Monsignor. Yeah.
inmates. If you like what you hear, head over to the Padded Room Facebook group and support us through the patron link with a small monthly donation. Check out the T-Villain link at paddedroom.podbean.com and grab some t-shirts. Thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. And we are back, buddy. Yeah. Yes, sir. I wouldn't mind being a werewolf. I won't, I, I don't know, though. I, I I feel like the the transformation always looks like it hurts. It hurts, yeah. Real bad. <laughs> but other than that. But then some of those that you watch, they're like, it only hurts for like the first couple times, and then you get used to it, and it doesn't hurt so much. It's like, yeah, it still looks like it hurts. Have you ever seen a movie called Blood and Chocolate? No. Oh. Uh, Euro trash werewolves. Okay. And when they transform, it's just a flash of light. And oh. there's no in between either. They go human or wolf. Oh, just like poof. Yeah, and then oh. they're they're well, wolves. That'd be nice. I know, man. I want I want to be the one in the middle. You know, I want I want like a Jack Nicholson stage, and then I want like a you know like a Eddie Quist from the Howling stage. Oh, and yeah. then I want the regular wolf stage. Mm-hmm. I want I, you know I want to vary. <laughs> where to go up and down? And where, where where do I feel like tonight? Am I a Jack Nicholson type or that's true? Yes. Am I just a, a stinky guy? I, I thought you meant if you had to do the transformation from one to the other. No, dude. I want to. I want to. You know, taper it off a little bit. Hmm. Flash a light. Get the fuck out of here, <laughs> cheap ass. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Clearly, you don't want to spend any money on special effects here. <laughs> that's fine. Uh, I tell you what, buddy. I think it's time for three on a meat hook. Yeah. Three on a meat hook. This week's meat hook. Movies set in the Big Apple. Now, mm-hmm. I know it seems like a very select group of movies, but there are actually quite a few horror films yeah. that take place in NYC. Mm-hmm. Hit me with number three when you're ready, amigo. Number three, Jacob's Ladder. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. I Did you ever get around to the remake? No. I heard it was terrible. Yeah, I did too, and therefore I have not seen it. I... <laughs> I think I started it once, but just kind of lost interest. Yeah, uh, it's too bad. Some movies I just don't think need to be remade. No, you know what? Do you, how, how? Well, or well, it just needs to be done right. I guess so. I mean, if done correctly, perhaps. Mm-hmm. But there's there there is room for improvement, like with the special effects and the weirdo, yeah, psychedelic uh, head spin things that happen. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They, they from what I gather, they just didn't do it justice. Yeah. Uh, my number three, a little film from the early 80s called Maniac. Oh, yeah. Yeah, buddy. Wow. That is a dirty, filthy, raunchy, <laughs> yeah. stinky fucking movie right mm-hmm. there, man. Yeah. It is nasty. Speaking of unattractive actors, <laughs> yeah. Joe Spinell. Oh, my God. Who gosh. the hell gave him permission to come out of the closet? <laughs> right. He needs to get back in there. Um, hmm. He was a great actor, though, and uh, he was unfortunately kind of typecast yeah. as the big brute psycho killer. Mm-hmm. Um, but he made quite the career out of yeah, it. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, now, speaking of movies and remakes, have you seen the Maniac remake? No. Dude, Elijah Wood. 
really? has the mania. Yeah, dude. No, it's made by um, who is it? Uh, Alexandra Aja. Oh, okay. And the entire thing is through the eyes of the maniac. Wow. Yeah, like the only Elijah Wood plays the ma- the titular maniac. Mm-hmm. The only time you ever actually get to see him is when he walks by a mirror. Wow. It's bananas, dude. That's it is crazy. bananas. Huh. Yeah, it's definitely worth checking. He's a good actor. He's amazing. Yeah, I like the horns that he was horns? in. Horns? No, that was uh, Daniel Radcliffe. Oh, yeah, that was Radcliffe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah but Elijah Wood's great. Mm-hmm. Da- Radcliffe's pretty good, too, when he yeah. comes out of uh, Harry Potter land. <laughs> right. You know? Right on. How about number two, big guy? Number two, Rosemary's Baby. Okay. that's. I don't care for that. I don't care for that movie. No? I just... I. It's... <sighs> Here's the problem I have with Rosemary's Baby. Don't answer the fucking door. Solves your problem. Yeah, It's the nosy fucking neighbors again. They're going to try to make me drink their goddamn herbal shake, which I never asked for for, to begin with. Right. I'm not home. Problem solved. Movie's over. Okay. You know? I don't – I never for the light – I get it. Jason loves it, and he will break down the nuances and tell me about the building of tension and the awkwardness and all that. Mm Mm-hmm. I on every side of this house except for that one senior citizens they love my kids they come and bring them shit all the time mm-hmm. sometimes I just don't fucking feel like dealing with them I love them to death and if they actually needed something I'd be there to help yeah but I I just sometimes I'm not in the mood for small talk and my kids don't need another candy bar so <laughs> when they come to the door I sit quietly next to it and wait for them looking out of the peephole and wait for them to leave <laughs> <laughs> and that solves my problem, buddy. And that easily would have solved Rosemary's problem also. Hmm. All right. Enough, enough okay. about me. Uh, my number two is a movie that uh, I recently <clears throat> discovered. Hmm. It's actually the first film ever made by Larry Fessenden. Hmm. A movie called Habit. Have you seen it? Oh, yeah. That is a hell of a movie. Yeah, that's a good movie. Um, very New York-centric. Yes. Uh, very much like in also I think this one was made like ninety one ninety two ish mm-hmm. um very as New York was coming up out of the the grit and the grime mm-hmm. uh deep in the art community there um you have Larry Fessenden playing a stammering alcoholic mm-hmm. who has somehow caught the eye of a very attractive possible vampire mm-hmm. Now, he doesn't know she's a vampire. We do because we noticed that uh, she didn't go inside his apartment until he invited her. Mm -hmm. And she also never shows up until the sun goes down. And she is also way too hot to be messing around with an alcoholic degenerate like Larry Fessenden. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Hell of a movie. Uh, Even at the end, the, the... thing i love the most about it is it's never implicitly stated that she is a vampire and even at the end you still don't know for sure because it just be could be him and his alcoholic delusions oh yeah so it kind of leaves you open to interpret her as a vampire mm-hmm. or just a chick that is really mad at her father and now wants to hook up with losers mm-hmm. so there's that how about uh, number one american psycho oh yeah mm-hmm. that's a good one i wish i would have <laughs> yeah. thought of that shit <laughs> yeah that movie is highly quotable. <laughs> yes. Um, I feel like, to me, it's more of a comedy. Yeah. Just the Horror over, comedy. Yeah, just the over-the-topness of uh, Christian Bale yeah. in that, in that his constant monologuing, <laughs> I wash my face with an apricot scrub because I am simply not human, but I want to appear human. 
Yeah. Okay. Okay there, fella. Take it easy. Uh, great show. Uh, mm-hmm. I hear the book is really, really deranged. Oh, I bet. It goes into some very violent, uh, borderline homosexual stuff. Whoa. Yeah. I, I don't know. I never read it, but that's what I heard. Hmm. Uh, my number one is Maniac Cop 2. Oh, interesting. I went, I went with the second one instead of the first one. Hmm. I like the second one better just because um, that's where that's where Matthew Cordell goes full undead. In, oh, the, yeah. in the first one, he's still alive right. and he's kind of uh, you know out for revenge and all that stuff. But he gets killed at the end, mm-hmm. and then at the start of the second one, he pops back up and kills Bruce Campbell. Right. So now you have this is like the Friday the Thirteenth Part Six of the Maniac Cop franchise <laughs> right. which is technically a franchise because there's only three movies buddy <laughs> oh, okay you understand that there's only three of them not a franchise it's a trilogy uh-huh. <laughs> yes sir that's your meat hook for the weekend mates movies set in new york or new york city uh let us know area uh mental health hotline is area code 775-387-0275 or get us on the old uh email just go to paddedroompodcast.com hit the contact us link let us know. Or we actually have a meat hook uh, thing right there, a little tab. You can just go over there and see what, what we got going on there. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, I think it's time for a little what are you looking at, my friend? What are you looking at? How about Mary, Mary, Bloody Mary from 1975, buddy? Ooh, Ever heard of it? No. Don't bother. Okay. Watched it at work while I was waiting on an armored truck to show up. <laughs> they were an hour and a half late, by the way. So wow. there I was. Uh, low budget as shit. But you have a, a young lady with some kind of a genetic disease that makes her basically crave blood. So she becomes a kind of a serial killer type. But because the movie was made in 1975, she had to fall in love in the middle oh, of the movie. Of course. And then the conundrum of do I uh, kill, kill him the- or mm-hmm. do I keep him around? And then her father shows up. Oh, jeez. It's a whole ass thing. Mm. Uh, not very good. Low budget as fuck all. Hmm. Watch that. And I also watched House on the Edge of the Park from 1980. It sounds good. It's uh, It's not bad. Starring David Hess. Um... I get what we're doing here. So we have a house party, and uh, the people throwing the house party have made the unfortunate t- decision to invite a couple of rapists, uh, oh. seemingly unknowns to them. I'm going to go ahead and spoil this for you. Okay. So the rapists uh, killed one of their friends, and this whole house party was an elaborate trap to get them to the house so that they could k- then kill them, kill the rapists. Oh. Fair enough. Um Here's the problem. Um, I set this elaborate trap for you. Mm -hmm. I get you to my house. Now uh, I'm going to let you beat the living piss out of me, rape my girlfriend uh, and the neighbor girl and a couple other chicks that happen to be there, and then I'm going to kill you. (laughs) So I get at the end they kind of some, okay, we need to make it look like they, you know, came in here and really put it on us. So that's why they let them do all that shit. But I guess they were toying with him the whole time, uh, just waiting for the right opportunity to get to the gun and blow them both away. Oh, jeez. Uh, but the the rapists, I don't know. I mean, 
it's it seemed very much um i mean i guess the whole premise is pretty silly because really once you get them to the house you can kill them any way you want and then just kind of kick over a bunch of furniture and be like oh they attacked us right and then the police will of course oh those are the rapists we've been looking for perfect (laughs) so i feel like maybe they um while they were set on revenge, they thought they would try some sexual experimentation. Must have. Yeah. <laughs> so try out a little rough trade before we blow these young men away. <laughs> okay. That, that's all I'm looking at, buddy. What do you got? Um, not really much a horror. Just uh, remember the Squid Game? You yeah. Know, the whole series? Yeah, yeah. Well, the reality show version of it. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. It's actually pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. They stuck with the you know the actual show pretty well. So okay. um, it was pretty good. Where do you find that at? Netflix. Okay. Mm-hmm. What's it called? Squid Game. And then it's, uh, yeah, Squid Game Reality. Squid Game Reality. Yeah. All right. I'm interested. I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah. That's all we're looking at, inmates. How about a little immersion therapy? Mm-hmm. Immersion Therapy Freaky from 2020, buddy. <laughs> yeah. That's a pretty good show. <laughs> it was pretty good, yeah. yeah. Me and the wife watched it. We got a, we got some chuckles out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, anything with Vince Vaughn is going to oh, be good. Yeah. He can, dude, uh, have you seen True Detective Season 2? No, he, I'm on the first season. He plays a mob boss in like a real bad motherfucker too no humor just kicking people's asses and pulling their teeth out wow. and stuff yeah it's huh. uh it doesn't work out for him in the end but still pretty 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 bad bitch in that one uh yeah it's a good show it's uh light on the on the horror heavy on the comedy i mean you got vince vaughn playing a 16 year old girl so you know <laughs> yeah that comedy's gonna, gonna ensue <laughs> yeah. um and the girl as the killer i got more <laughs> she was yeah good. she nailed it pretty good yeah <laughs> right on man uh we caught that one on peacock i believe yes. yes if anybody's interested go over there and check it out it's called freaky what do you got for us this week there buddy all right this week let's check out 2019's scary stories to tell in the dark This is set in 1968, the night of Halloween brings mayhem in a small town when a group of friends discovers a notebook written by a mysterious girl that foretells terrifying events. Very cool, inmates. Check that shit out. We'll do the same. You'll find this gem on Netflix. Let's do it. Uh, But now it is time to educate me. Educating Miss Monica. Ooh. Buddy, I've been just such a naughty little boy. (laughs) (laughs) I thought we were going to talk about this. (laughs) I found a comic book, and I'm going to read it, and it's going to give me nightmares, and my dad's going to come up here and slap me, throw my comic book away. <laughs> oh shit, man! Well, it's a good thing uh, the the there's a zombie coming out of the ground. There's green shit growing all over the place. 
Uh, I got things living under the stairs. I got all kinds of fucking problems. And in the morning, I'm going to go dig the goddamn uh, comic book out of the garbage and find the uh, item that I ordered from the back and wreak havoc on my dad for being such a prick. Who might I be, you ask? Tune in next week and I'll drop some knowledge on you, inmates. I'm not going to run you through last week's clues again because, <laughs> to be honest with you, I felt kind of dirty. I was, however, solo 120 Days of Gomorrah. <laughs> it's a stupid movie. It's uh, it's it was brutal for its time, but watching it now, so the the thing about it is that like there's these weird little interludes where the one of the Nazi ladies just gets up and tells everybody sex stories. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not hot. It's kind of gross because she's late fifties, I would say, Uh-oh. and she's talking about sucking dicks and. Uh, loads that got blown on her and stuff like that. <laughs> but it like gr- every time she does this, it grinds the movie to a halt while all the college kids and the Nazis sit around and listen to her talk about the time she stuck a fucking bowling ball in her pussy or whatever. <laughs> I don't know, dude. It's uh, it's something you should probably see at some point just to check it off the list. <laughs> Why not? I got a physical copy over there if you want to check it out. <laughs> Uh, other than that, inmates, I think that's about it for us. Thank you very much for joining us this week. Join us next week for Pie Wacket, kicking off Witch Month here in the padded room. Yeah. Uh, month of March is going to be all about witches, bitches, and stitches. <laughs> Not necessarily in that order, though. Uh, like, comment, subscribe, of course, wherever you found this show. That helps our visibility quite a bit. We do have a Patreon campaign running if anybody's interested. Head on over to paddedroompodcast.com and hit the Patreon link. It'll take you exactly where you need to be. Show you all the prize tiers and all that fun stuff. In the meantime, buddy, uh, you got anything else on the on the week? No. Me neither. For Jason and Absentia, witches, maniac cops, dirty, funky filthy New York City in the early 80s, the crackheads that are still probably buried underneath it, and the Padded Room Podcast. I'm afraid visiting hours are over. Bye. Have a great week.